My name's Sarah Frick, and you're listening to Are You For Real? A podcast all about being real. Like, really real, not just cute Instagram real. Like, real. Welcome back to Are You For Real? with Sarah Frick. Today, we are sitting down to talk to Kira Golub, who is a dear friend of mine, about her all-natural birth at the birthing center. And... I know her daughter and she is a mini Kira and I can see why it took her so long to come out because she's just full of so much goodness. She had to like stay an extra long to suck it all up. And Kira is going to tell us her story about having natural childbirth at the birthing center in North Charleston. So Kira, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Glad you're here. So go ahead and tell us, um, you're going to tell us a story about Maris, your oldest daughter. Yes. So tell us, um, you can just start with the beginning. Yeah. So, um, I was raised, um, in a relatively holistic family. Um, my dad is, um, a chiropractor, had a father and a grandfather as a chiropractor. And so we kind of had this upbringing of, um, you know, holistic health and whatnot. I was, however, myself, um, delivered via cesarean, but, um, before I decided to get pregnant, I um, was at um, a brunch with some friends and had met um, this really wonderful woman, Jillian, who ended up being my doula. Uh, and she had had her first, and I was asking her about her birth experience, and she um, she kind of gave me this beautiful story of her natural childbirth. And she gave me some recommendations on some books to read and some movies to watch if I was intrigued. And I kind of um, started down that path prior to, you know, trying to get pregnant and decided, um, I, th- I think pretty early on that that was something I wanted to uh, pursue if I could. Um, so when I got pregnant, I was seeing my OB who I'd, you know, seen forever and, um, I kind of told her that I was considering this natural path, and she said to me, um, you know, obviously I recommend that you birth in the hospital and with us, but if that is something that you want to do, you know, we'll do everything we can to kind of facilitate that transfer and you being there. And um, I, at the time, what I really didn't want was to be induced. I didn't actually, I wasn't super opposed to the epidural, <laughs> um, but I didn't, I didn't want someone else to tell me when it was time for my baby to come into this world. And what she kind of guided me on, which I, I really appreciate kind of looking back, was that there are some doctors that will um, ask you to, um, you know, move along with their schedule. Mm-hmm. And... That, that wasn't going to be for me. And she said, you know, you kind of have the op- option if you want to have a natural delivery. If you are willing to be induced, um, you can do that with me, and I will do everything I can to get you a delivery without an epidural. But if you're going to let your body go into labor and do this on its own, I, I can't guarantee that you're going to end up with an OB that's not going to want to hurry that process along. And so at that point in time, I was appreciative of her honesty and... Um, I went out to North Charleston and checked out the birth center and kind of immediately fell in love with their program. And so um, Dewey was on board with a little uh, little convincing. And um, Dewey's Kira's husband. He's <laughs> lovely. <laughs> and, um, you know, they um, work really closely with um, Trident Hospital. And so they are essentially a, a kind of a, across the parking lot. If you have any complications or there's anything for you or the baby, there is 
you know, emergency medical care very close by. And I think that kind of gave Dewey some comfort. And um, so that was kind of a, the, the start to that journey. Okay, so you've decided on the birthing center. Now, because prenatal care is so different from, I know for me, like, especially as I got like into my more complicated pregnancies, there's a lot of ultrasounds. So do they have an ultrasound machine there? How does that work? They do. It's actually very funny. They, because it's, um, a lower, it's not a, it's not a lower end of care. It's, it's less invasive. So you actually go there. It's very funny. You go into the bathroom, you take a stick, you pee on the stick. You're like, test. you're doing your own things. You get on the scale, you're weighing yourself, you're nice. writing it down. I would be lying though. And I'd be then, like, I don't know. It's weird. I would put on a pound. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, for the first kind of, um, 20 or so weeks that I was there, kind of really kind of up until 30, other than your 20 week ultrasound, um, you're watching videos and they're like these videos from the eighties of like these birds. I mean, it's hilarious. And you know, you're sitting in this room and like shoving a cassette into a VCR and like, I mean, it's super <laughs> dated, but the care is phenomenal. So that's like what you do at your appointments. Yeah. So that's what you do. And, and then they go with you to these appointments. Um, he went to some, yeah. <laughs> uh, actually I think with Maris, he went to everyone. I think by the time I had fields, um, he, he tapered off a he little, got it. But yeah, he was like, <laughs> I don't need to see that again. Um, they, you know, they do your, your measurement. Um, and then you do see, they have you check in with the OB at Trident at definitely at 20 weeks, they actually do your, you know, your full ultrasound. And then again, maybe at gosh, 36 weeks to kind of clear you for delivery okay. um, at the birth center. So, um, did you know what you were having? I boy? did know with Maris. Okay. Um, I did. Um, I thought for sure it was a boy and cried my way out of the ultrasound because <laughs> I felt disconnected from my unborn child because I thought it was a boy. And, um, <laughs> And so she's a feeler, folks. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. So, um, so we knew it was a girl. We we did all this clearance. So at at thirty six weeks, it, it was a very um, it was very smooth. Most you know, no no kinks. Um, got to thirty six weeks, got approved um, for delivery at the birth center, and I went to get checked um, for the first time. So that's like thirty six, thirty seven weeks. And they said, you're 100% effaced and you're already a centimeter. You know, we don't want to say it's going to happen, but it's this, you're moving, right. like you're making this progress. This is 36 weeks. Yes, this is, thir- so and I've like, got. For people who haven't been pregnant by 36 weeks, you're like really yes. ready. So I am pumped. I'm like, this is going to happen. So I was due August 16th. And so this is like mid-July. So both uh, my mom and Dewey's mom came to town on August 1st. So I was 38 weeks at that point, still no baby. (laughs) And, um, they were going to stay from August 1st to August 30th, you know, in our carriage house and be there to help with the kid, with the delivery and the, you know, after the fact. And, um, the week rolls around 39 weeks and I go, I'm, um, I get some acupuncture to try to kind of get the foot massage. I'm doing everything I can do. And, um, this is where things got a little weird. My, I, I was leaving a induction massage and I got a call from Dewey's mom and she said, your mom's got this really weird, um, abdominal pain. And my mom is super tough. She doesn't complain about pain. I'm like, okay. She's like, we think we're going to take her over to like a, you know, a, they're going to go to Nason. So I'm like, wait for me. I get out of this induction massage. I'm 39 weeks. I go pick up my mom. I'm like, something's weird. We walk into Nason, and they're like, man, we don't deliver babies here. <laughs> Sorry, ma'am, wrong place. Yeah. I was like, no, no, I'm not here for me. So anyway, you know, they do this scan. They diagnose her with um, colitis. Oh, gosh. And 
so she gets on these antibiotics and, you know, we kind of have this weird next seven days. We hit my due date, it's still no baby. And, um, she gets this pain again. So we're back at Nason. I'm now like four days past my due date. They're like, man, we don't deliver babies. I'm like, still not here for me. Don't worry. <laughs> so she ends up, um, in the hospital, um, IV antibiotics. It's just been kind of this odd thing. So now I'm officially 41 weeks um, after they told me I oh probably wouldn't God. make it to my due date. And so they said, hey, we can't at the birth center go past 42 weeks like anybody else. So we want you to have this baby, but we got to start doing some things. So we do another ultrasound, check the fluid. You know, it's fine, but got to get things moving. So I actually don't know what this is called. They, they, it's kind of like a balloon insertion into your uterus. It's it's yeah. horrific. It, I still say to this day it was worse than the childbirth. But um, it kind of puts pressure on either side of your cervix to get things so moving. So this is at the birthing center. So this is at the birthing center. They put it in and you actually go home with it in. <gasps> um, and they say that if it has come out on its own, you've made it to four centimeters, like the, the size of the balloon. So you could is, feel it when you were Oh, leaving. yeah. It's, so it's, it's essentially just like, you know, someone's, stepping on your uterus, I mean, on your cervix on both sides. And so I go home, I'm now, um, 41 weeks and four days and, um, it doesn't come out. So the next morning we're at day five and, um, or 41 weeks, five days. And you actually, you, you have this, it's, it's hanging between your legs, the piece that's out. And if you cut it, it kind of, um, it's like, it's literally like a balloon that a clown would tie into, you know, and the thing comes out and it's incredibly painful. And they said, all you can do at this point is bounce on a ball, walk, have sex, do all the things. Yeah. But um, if you're not in labor kind of by tonight, then we've got to check you in and you're going to go to Trident and you're going to be induced for, or we'll schedule a C-section. So that day, um, that after, that evening, I guess my water you're broke. Like, Dewey. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this thing. It's uh, the time is counting down. We had a we had a couple days, and um, my water broke. So we went um, we went to Earth Fair of all places. <laughs> I, I had eaten this weird egg salad like my entire pregnancy, and I was like, "Let's go get some egg salad." So we did, and um, we went to MUSC and we walked the track um, to time contractions, and it just wasn't. It just wasn't, it wasn't picking up. Um, and probably at about nine o'clock that night, um, it, it hit kind of hard and fast. Um, long contractions, consistent. And I called Jillian, um, the doula, and I was like, it's, I think it's happening now. <laughs> Little <laughs> did I know. And um, so she came to the house and even she was like, wow, this is, you know, progressing way faster than I thought. Maybe we should go ahead and, and get up there. Um, so by the time we got to the birth center, I was sure I was 10 centimeters and I was about two and a half. Oh my God. <laughs> and so they don't really want you to get in the water until you're seven because it kind of slows labor. So um, I kind of spent the overnight laboring um, there yes there bouncing on the ball trying to walk uh, to be fair I saw all these videos and all those damn videos I watched of these laboring moms like walking up and down I mean you know it was one of the reasons I didn't (laughs) want to be in a hospital because I didn't want to be tied to a machine and goddamn if I could even get out of that bed I was (laughs) in so much pain I saw it happening so differently but um we kind of labored all night um and they checked me probably at six in the morning, and I was still only about seven. 
And um, I was just so exhausted. I mean, everybody is. It's just the most, um, it's just so draining. And just when you think you can't go anymore. um, I I finally made it to nine and a half centimeters. And they said, you've got this kind of, this lip on your cervix. We're going to have to kind of manually force it open. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, get get in there. Get on in there. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do this. (laughs) And um, so we got to 10 and I had... um, I mean, I'm sure I was dehydrated, but my bladder was so full that I couldn't, like, I couldn't push. I was kind of at this phase, and they were like, "We've, we've got to do a catheter." Yeah. And I was like, do we do any sort of drugs for that here? <laughs> Not that either. So remember that drug thing I didn't <laughs> yeah, want? Yeah. When I, and, you know, I, I tell people this all the time. I got there um, when they told me I was only two and a half centimeters and I thought I was having a baby. I was like, I changed my mind. I'm just going to go across the street. Yeah. And they were like, that's, that's not what you signed up for. And I, I think I'm so grateful that I was there because I do tell people, had I been in a hospital setting, uh, yeah. I would have had zero self-control. To I, I would have been like, give it to me. I literally walked in the hospital and tapped yeah. on my back. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is where the drugs go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I'm, I, I was so thankful after the fact that that was my setting, even though... I tried to escape multiple times and run across the parking lot. If I could, like, do you have any joints in your car? What the fuck? (laughs) So, um, so they they give me the catheter. They drain my bladder. I'm like, okay, this is going to be it. And um, I had I I had this moment of calm in this kind of transition. At nine o'clock, they were like, all right, I think we're we're going to start to push. And I pushed for three and a half hours. And at, there was a, there was multiple shift changes, and it was actually really funny when I when I arrived at the birth center. There's there's there were four midwives at the time, and you know you see them all and you love come to love them all for right. different reasons. But you in your head, like anybody, you know who you want there when yeah. that baby is born. And there was this one woman who's no longer there, and she was just so incredibly calm. And I was like, that's my jam. That's I, I need her yeah. to like kind of bring my energy down. And she was there when I um, got there that night. And the director of the center, who is very firm and on it, and um, she was the shift change after my pushing. (laughs) And I was like, this is who I need right now. It was so, it really was this, like, the universe gave me exactly what I needed. And, you know, so she came in and she's like, here's the deal. We can't let you push past four hours, so um, we can give you an episiotomy. And I was like, again, are there drugs for that? Um, Are you, like, in crazy pain? Yes. I mean, it comes and goes. It's like this, it is, it's, you you say this all the time about me and I am, I'm such a feeler. But you're also really calm. Yeah. I wasn't in that moment. I I, I was, I was calm with my second because I knew that everything was going to be okay. But the first time you go through it, you think in that, you think with that amount of pain that something's wrong. Right. I mean, I did. I I don't know if everybody does. Like gives, I just think about my experiences the pain mentally gave me anxiety. Yeah. And especially after the Grace situation, I knew with Waylon, yeah. I labored with Grace without an epidural for 12 hours. And yeah. then with Waylon, I literally walked in and I wasn't like, joking. I pat, patted my back. Yeah. I was yeah. like, we're here. And I, you know, <laughs> I think there was a part of me that wanted, I wanted to feel that. I think that we, um, I'm not a, um, I'm an advocate for myself. I think everybody, I truly, I don't think that natural birth is for everybody. I right. don't think it's the right thing. I think you do whatever works for you. And that is, I, I, I support that, you know, all day long in every realm of life. But um, 
even though it was incredibly painful, like I, I wanted that. I yeah. wanted that right. I wanted that experience. I wanted to give that a fair shot. So, um, she, she gave, she gave me an episiotomy and, um, if you don't know what that is, kids, you can Google it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that was probably, I mean, that was, that was one of the worst parts. And, I'd say um, so, <laughs> and she was born a few pushes later. And in that moment, I'm like, why didn't we do that two hours ago? But they, they were just this amazing team. Um, and I am forever indebted to Jillian, my doula, who is just like this miniature fairy of a human being who is just incredible. But they they gave me and my body every opportunity to birth that baby. I mean, you know, to the 11th hour. And um, it was funny that at one point in time, the midwife came in and because we thought it was going to happen so fast, um, every, you know, my mom and Dewey's mom and everybody thought, oh, we're going to have a baby. And then it had been this long labor. And they were like, your mom has left seven messages <laughs> on the voicemail at the birth. It's such a tiny place, yeah. you know, they can do that. And I was like, you can call and let her know that uh, everything's fine. But um, so I started pushing at nine. She was born at exactly noon or exactly one o'clock. I'm sorry, four hours later. And um, it was the second it is over, it's like all pain subsides. Yeah. And yeah. It, I mean, it, it's one of the most magical days of my life, truly. Um you know, when I had fields, I they would say things to me. It was a much faster, much easier delivery. Um, and they would say things to me, and I kept saying, you said that with Maris. They're like, it's a different baby. It's a different delivery. You are progressing. Yeah. You are. So I don't know. It's um, truly, I don't know that I want to be a mother to a third child, but I say all the time, I, I don't know that I'm I would birth another baby yeah. in a heartbeat. Um, Maybe it, you can be Mariah's surrogate. Mariah, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk. Um, you know, it's just, it, it really is one of the most, um, it's one of my most vivid memories. It's one of the most beautiful. Um, and um, I'm, I'm just so incredibly grateful for all of those people that were part of it. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Was your, just because I only know how my recovery was, was you, the recovery is different when you go natural. It's a bit quicker, yes? It is. They they actually, and because the birth center is so small, they, they have two birthing suites um, with tubs, and, and then they have a inflatable tub that they will put in the waiting room if they have a third mother come in. And they've always kind of planned at how many births they, you know, how many birthing moms they take at one time um, to accommodate. But um, with Maris, she was born at one, they, we didn't even spend the night. Um, we drove home at about 5 a.m., so 14 hours later. Yeah. Um, with Fields, um, he was born at 10 p.m., and they came in at about 3 in the morning, and they were like, sorry, we got another mom coming in. You're you like, got to go. sorry, hold on. <laughs> Dewey was snoozing away. I'm staring at this baby. I mean, and but it, it's amazing. I mean, um, the, I mean, the recovery is not easy. And it's, um, you know, whether you had drugs or not, a vaginal birth is a vaginal birth, um, in terms of recovery, but, um, you just feel, you know, I've seen, I've seen friends come off of an epidural and that's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, you, you feel a little bit more yourself, I think. Um, yeah. and the natural high of it too is it's a real thing. I didn't believe it in the videos, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's real. I mean, it exists and it helps you kind of you know, get through it. But, um, 
all things considered, it was a it was a wonderful experience with both. Good. Okay, so one last thing before I free you. Okay, because honestly, I don't really know, and I don't. I like. Let's talk pain. <laughs> you know, I know you. Can, I know that everyone says you forget it, but I, that was scary to me. And it, I know, is it a mental thing? I. I, I think, I mean, there's a truth to all of this. I think we all do this as parents. You black out things that you don't, you, you, you know, psychologically yeah, yeah, yeah. that you don't want to remember. I, I remember being in it after each contraction saying, I'm never doing this again. And then the second that baby is born, truly, I am a bit of a sissy. Um, and no, I, you're I not. well, I mean, like I stub a toe, and you would think, like, I just broke a bone. And I mean, Dewey will tell you that. Yeah. He's like, I can't believe how you know, how sensitive you are. You know, the, a, a, one of my children runs into me and I act like, you know, I just like <laughs> sliced my, my arm. Yeah, and I, so I think Dewey was a little worried rolling into it that um, it wasn't, you know, I wasn't going to be able to do it. And um, But I was so proud of myself. I was really Heck proud yeah, of myself. It's something to be proud of. But, you know, it wasn't, and again, I, I say this all the time and, and now that it's a little bit more in the past, people don't say it as much, but... I always feel like there's this stigma around natural birth where, um, you know, people think that you think you're really tough. And again, I say it all the time. I'm like, it doesn't, ah, I don't know. It just, it doesn't matter how that baby got. Yes. Yes. And so, um, the pain threshold thing is just, um, I don't feel tougher than anybody else that brought a baby into this world, I guess is all I'm saying. Um, because I can't stub my toe without crying. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's it's intense. It is way more intense than I thought it was going to be. Uh, you know, we would did these birthing classes, and they would make us hold ice cubes in our hands, and it was to it was more of like a mental practice, right? To like, um, you know, work through the pain of the ice in your hand. And I remember being a layer, being like. Wish I had those fucking ice cubes. <laughs> Wish that's all this was. Yeah. Because I'd take those in a heartbeat. But, um, you know, it's terrible and hard, and I, I would truly do it again. Thank you, Kira, for sharing with us that awesome, beautiful story of Maris's birth. You guys, we're doing this because Are You For Real is all about sharing the real real. So... We don't add a lot of fluff in, um, and and we want you to share this stuff. Share it around. Share it with people you know that have had babies. Share it with people that are going to have babies. Share it with men, right? Share these conversations. These are the real conversations. This is life. This is humanity. These are like the beautiful, heartbreaking, tragedy, joy-filled things that make life life. So you guys know I'm only going to bring you these goodies. And I really do hope that you will not only, like I said, share it with people that you know, but also rate and review us because like we really love to do this and we want to keep bringing this to you. So tell everybody, you know, we love you. Have a good holiday.